podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 32, Cherish Your Marriage. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for today's episode, where we are going to take a closer look at what it means to cherish our spouse and marriage. Now, I am proud to say that I am an 80s child and grew up with all things neon, plastic bracelets, crazy hairstyles, saying totally, and of course, the music. Man, did the 80s have some good music. And while I was preparing my podcast throughout the week, the word cherish was in my mind so much that it wasn't long until I had the song Cherish the Love by Cool and the Gang running through my head. Do any of you guys remember that song? It was so good. I even played it for my kids and they were just like, mom, what is this song? And why are there birds in the background? It was pretty funny. But we live in very interesting times, don't we? I wonder if traditional marriage is cherished as much today as it used to be. In today's world, ingratitude um, for the value of traditional marriage seems to be one of the plagues that reaches all parts of the world. And when we are surrounded by a media that is so focused on blaming everyone for everything, it can be easy to just let our thoughts stay in that frame of mind in several areas of our lives. And it may even trickle down into our marriage if we are not careful. It takes conscious effort and making the choice to actually cherish our marriage in today's world. So let's take a look at this word and see if we can start to gain a better understanding of how we can bring more of this into our lives. To cherish means to protect and care for something lovingly or for someone. To hold dear. To keep someone in your mind to feel or show affection for, to cultivate with care, to nurture, to harbor in the mind deeply and resolutely, to hold in high estimation, to have a special love and care for someone, to remember in a deeply felt way, and to feel and show great love for someone. And as I looked over these definitions, I noticed that there were two main themes that have to do with cherishing someone. The first is what happens in our mind. In marriage, when we want to cherish our spouse, we are going to keep them in our mind. I love this reminder of keeping them in our mind, meaning that we continue to take notice of them, creating space for them in our thoughts and not constantly pushing them to the side or rendering thoughts about them not in need of our attention. When we keep our spouse in mind and we keep noticing them, 
we keep them there to continue to preserve their place in our heart unspoiled. And challenging the negative thoughts that unintentionally show up and cause us to sometimes suffer. If we choose to keep one good thing that our spouse did the day before in the forefront of our mind, this can allow us to maintain a direction of moving forward and progressing. Another aspect that takes place in our mind is to hold our spouse in high estimation. Now, this definition really sparked my curiosity since holding someone in high estimation is not vocabulary we hear too often these days. But the way we do this is through the way we value their worth and their character. Now, it's really important that we pay attention to the fact that it is completely by the value that we place on their character and the value that we place on their worth in our lives. This means that the thoughts we think about our spouse matter a lot. When we seek to cherish our spouse, we seek to hold them in high estimation, looking for the good in their character every day, finding how we value them daily. So this would be a really good time to take a minute and think back on this past week. And think about how we felt about our spouse. Was the week marked by more negative feelings towards them or positive ones? Our feelings for the week will reveal where our thoughts were in regards to our spouse's character and their value in our life. If we were feeling angry at them or resentful for something, and it lasted throughout most of the week, it could be that our thoughts are more focused on their flaws, and we are viewing them through lower thinking skills or our default mode, which will then lead to us viewing them also in a lower way and holding them in a lower estimation. Now, an estimation of our spouse is when we make a judgment about them or form an opinion about their character through our thoughts. But we need to remember that the majority of our thoughts just come unintentionally, and that the ones that we may be holding on to may just happen to be the ones that popped up right then and there in the moment and end up being far from beneficial to our marriage and ends up wreaking havoc on the way we feel about the love of our life. And the sad thing is that when we do this, we will usually have low desire to connect with them or to be close to them. To remember our spouse in a deeply felt way and in an important way that has great meaning and significant to us is another way that we can cherish them. I love what remembering can do for us. And of course, the process of remembering takes place in our mind. So in order to really cherish our spouse, we need to spend some time remembering those things that are special and meaningful. One thing I really like to do is remember something very meaningful my husband said to me several years ago. I remember I was kind of having a stressful day. My husband was just leaving work when he called and asked me about how my day was going. I remember saying, this day just sucks. 
So many things had gone wrong that day, and I was getting a little emotional about it. And then he said, let me take something off your plate. What's one thing I could do? I thought about it for a minute and then asked if he could take over with one of our kids who was also having a really challenging day. He said, I can do that. I got you. I instantly felt better. But then he continued on even more with this beautiful sentence when he said, I want to create heaven for you. His words literally took my breath away. Ooh, those words ran deep into my soul. And boy, did I ever feel that he truly meant it and that I was deeply loved. Now, we all have our own special moments with our spouse that stir up those deep, wonderful, and magical feelings within us. What are some of yours? What words do you remember that have been the most meaningful to you in your relationship? Or what actions were the most meaningful? Or what are the moments you felt the most deeply towards the love of your life? Last Friday, which was November 20th of 2020, President Russell M. Nelson shared a video message with the entire world about the healing power of gratitude. He talked about how we can be grateful for the opportunities we have to cherish one another, helping and serving one another, which he said makes life so much more meaningful. And as a man of both science and faith, he understands the significant impact of taking the time to remember our blessings and to think about them in our mind while perhaps limiting the time spent thinking about our problems. Think about the time when you were in your late teenage years or young adult years before you were married. Why did you want to get married? Why did you want a spouse? Why did you want to share your life with somebody? Why did you want to leave being single behind? And what did you long for in your life that marriage was going to provide? When I think back to when I was at that age, I remember what I wanted in marriage. I wanted to spend time being with someone that I loved and to be able to share things with them and all kinds of things. I wanted to have children and to be able to pick out their names and drive them around to all the crap that they had to go to. I wanted to have an amazing marriage full of love and romance and a true understanding of each other. I wanted to sit by the fireplace and be cozy together. And the amazing thing about all of that is that it happened. I did get married and have experienced all of those things. And I wonder if we take the time to actually be grateful and to really cherish the fact that many of the things that we wanted before we got married have come to be in our marriage already. And we should celebrate this. Let's be grateful for these things. It seems like even though some of the things we wanted in marriage have already come to be, that we often don't pause long enough in our busy days 
to honor and celebrate and be joyous that some of our dreams have already come true and that our spouse has helped make that happen. When we take the time to really think about the ways in which our dreams have already come true, not only did we feel happy in the past, in the moment when those dreams came true and in the moment that it happened, but we can also feel happy again in the present when we take the time to remember those things. What a blessing that is. And we can even continue to feel happy in the future every time we take the time to really feel deeply about what a blessing it is to have experienced some of our dreams already coming true, ones that may have never happened if we were still single. Let's think about that. If we were still single, some of those dreams that we longed for that come with getting married would still be there. And if you were raised being taught abstinence before marriage, like I was, you would probably be longing to experience that deeper level of closeness with someone. And your body might try to cope with that in some very interesting ways. You would still be longing to find someone to have dinner with, to get fired up about politics with, to cry to when you're having a hard day, and to be able to purchase a Honda Odyssey together with sliding doors and a vacuum inside. When you leave being single behind and become an official couple and get married, you also leave abstinence behind and start creating and developing the sensual side of yourself. And you get to celebrate that with your spouse. I wonder if we can imagine for a moment the challenge of being single right now in today's world during this pandemic and with everything going on. It would not be easy. My oldest son is 16 years old, and the dating scene in the current condition is not what he imagined it would be. And with more uncertainty coming our way and the ever-changing situations we face, I am personally grateful that I've got someone else here with me through it all. And what if things were to continue getting worse moving forward? And just look at how traditional marriage has been attacked over the years. The adversary does not want there to be strong traditional marriages that are built up in the way that follows Heavenly Father's plan. Because he knows that strong marriages and strong married people who go to church and are trying to be good citizens and who can receive spiritual guidance and who can think for themselves will be harder for him to get to. And they are also a force to be reckoned with. And not to be a doom and gloomer, but I wonder if we think about how valuable it really can be to have a spouse and someone to navigate the upcoming turbulent waters with. Now, one of the definitions of the word cherish that I especially like is the one that means to harbor in the mind deeply and resolutely. When I read this definition, a picture of a harbor instantly came to my mind. 
A harbor is a part of a body of water that is protected and deep enough to be anchored. It's also a place of security and refuge. And this really made me wonder if we have a harbor in our mind, a special place where the wonderful thoughts and feelings we have towards our spouse and about our marriage are protected and kept safe and deep enough to anchor our marriage. A place in our mind where there is refuge is when we feel relief or peaceful as we remember the wonderful words they have spoken to us or the wonderful things they have done for us or what we have done together. When we are in the process of harboring something in our mind, we are in the process of giving something that's important to us, shelter, and a place to call home. Now, I think all of us have such a place in our mind where we treasure all of the wonderful things about our spouse that's separate from the negative. But I wonder how often we go to that place, to that special harbor where our spouse's character is protected even from our own negative thoughts about them. It's like what President Nelson said last week about how counting our blessings is far better than recounting our problems. And boy, is this ever true when it comes to our spouse and when it comes to our marriage. Now, most of the remaining definitions have to do with how we feel about our spouse when we cherish them and also what we do. So, What are some of the actions that we can take to cherish our marriage and our spouse? Well, we can care for them in a loving way. And this will be different for each one of us. We know in our hearts how to show that we care. And not with sarcasm or resentment or with a hidden agenda, but with real concern and real care for our spouse. Our actions and our tone can be loving and kind and can show a true understanding and appreciation for them. Another action we can take to show that we cherish our spouse is to show affection. Now, affection is caused by what we are feeling inside, especially the feelings of fondness and actually liking our spouse. It means to make some sort of a display to show that you like something they did or something that they said, or to show that you like something about them. It's to let them know that they had an effect on you, a positive effect on you. And as you respond back with affection, you can also have an effect on them. Now, we can also cherish our spouse by cultivating and nurturing one another and the marriage as a whole. Part of the process of cultivation has to do with preparing the soil for growth. Or, in the case of our relationship, it would mean preparing our mind and heart to foster growth in the most beneficial way possible. This implies that we can improve, develop, and further refine our marriage by careful attention, training, or study, and by devoting time and thought to it. 
Maybe that will mean studying more effective ways of communicating or resolving conflicts or scheduling family functioning more effectively. And we will want to approach these endeavors with diligence and care. This is most likely going to mean that we take a look inward at ourselves and do our own thought work first, challenging the frequency of our sarcastic or condescending thoughts and seek to refine our own thinking processes and our own skills first. Now, if we decide that we want to cherish our marriage by being involved in the process of nurturing it, there are a few areas of focus that we may want to pay special attention to. When we nurture our spouse, that would signify that we care about them as an individual and encourage their growth and their development for their own sake, which would then contribute to your growth and your development as a couple. Now, I really love this idea and find it to be one of beauty and artistry and creativity to develop as a couple. Now, let's see if we can excite our brains just a little by asking ourselves some of the following questions. How do I want to nourish and educate myself so that I can develop into the person that I want to be? How do I want to nourish and educate myself so that I can develop into the spouse that I want to become? How do I want to nourish my spouse so that they can do the same thing? How do we want to develop as a couple? That is definitely one of my favorite questions because I think this can be a really fun and exciting adventure. Finding new ways to develop both individually and as a couple invites newness and growth and adventure and discussions and opportunities, which keeps our marriage fun, fresh, and alive. And that process is totally something that we can cherish. And finally, the way that we can cherish our spouse is to show great love for them. This means that we show something a little different than the typical type of love that we normally show. Maybe it means that we show our love with a larger degree of intensity. Maybe it means to show our love for our spouse in a way that's wildly distinguished and exquisitely remarkable. To cherish our spouse will call upon our enthusiasm and our skill in a larger or more elaborate way. And this calls upon our creativity and our talents. And this calls upon our intellect and wisdom. And how fun is that? In what creative way can we show our spouse that we cherish them this week? If we want to make them a special meal, how will it be considerably different than what is normally or typically done? If we want to be artistic, and paint something for them, how will our painting depict that we truly do cherish them? As we get to the end of this episode, let's take a minute to really think about our spouse. What do we really cherish about them? 
what do you think would be the most meaningful way for them to receive these sentiments from you? How do you think they would want you to express or show that to them? What would be the most meaningful way and the most fun and creative way for you to express or show those things? Are those two the same? Or can you find a way to combine them for something really unique? This next week, let's challenge ourselves to create one special moment to show our spouse that we really cherish them. And let's find that special harbor in our mind where our beautiful and loving thoughts of them are protected and kept safe. As you practice doing this, I know that you will be able to feel better about yourself, your skills, your spouse, and your marriage. Because remember, the more you restore that kind of cherishing intimacy within yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.